0: this time. I think Sabrina has a special number for us. Sylvia, is this one on? Should be the prayer mic.
1: scripture reading today is Isaiah 41 verse 10.
2: Fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand.
0: Ray, thank you for special music this morning. Let me ask you a question. Were you nervous? Yes? Yes. (laughs) Well, how did you get up the, the courage to come up here and sing? By thinking about God. Sometimes you just have to put one foot in front of the other, right? You say a prayer. Ask God to give you courage, and then you just come up and do it. Yeah. So the reason I asked that question, I didn't, didn't, wasn't trying to embarrass you, Ray, but how many times can we be in a situation where we might be fearful, right, where something happens? Does it help if we panic? No? Does it help if we run away? Maybe in the right circumstance it might. <laughs> <laughs> if we're faced with a, a ferocious animal or something, we might need to run away. Well, one of the things that can also happen is you could have a fire or a storm or a tornado, right? And those things could be scary. Um, one of the things we're talking about today, this is our safety Sabbath, and Joy's going to have a little bit of a message for us um, after I talk about the safety things. But um, it's important for us to take some time every so often just to cover safety with our church and we want to talk a little bit about um, what would happen if we had a fire or an emergency where we needed to exit the building and how we would do that. So when you guys come in every Sabbath usually unless we're like really shorthanded there is usually somebody sitting at each door that will open the door for you and greet you and say hello. We might think of them as greeters but really they're part of our safety team. They're here to help us to be safe. They're here to help in case we have an emergency and something happens, So they're here, they're serving two roles. They're serving as a greeter, but they're also here in case we had some type of an emergency that we had to exit the building and people needed to be shown where to go or those kind of things. And there's more people that are on the safety team than just the two that are at the door, right? Um, so um, what we want to make sure that you're aware of is just with the layout of our building, depending on where you are, that you know where to go and what to do in the event of an emergency. So the first thing I'll talk about just real briefly is if we had a tornado during our services. I don't think we've ever had a tornado warning. Well, I've been here during our services, but in the event that it did happen, we wouldn't want to run outside. That would not be the safest thing to do. Um, Usually in a tornado, you want to get into areas where the structure of the building is the strongest. And so in our church here, where that would be would be Anytime you're in or around doorways, this center hallway would actually probably be the safest place to be, which is the center hallway where you come in from the, we probably think of it as the front because that's where most everybody parks, but really that's the back parking lot. Um, That area would be one of the safer areas to be. The other area would be the bathrooms. The bathrooms are well enclosed. They have a lot of structure around them. They would be safer places to be. Um... You might think our mother's room, but if in the event that something was happening, there's a huge, big pane of glass at the front of the mother's room that would not be safe if it shattered. Um, so you would want to avoid that. You want to stay away from glass, away from windows, um, those kind of things. So in the event of a tornado, we would be directing you to gather in this hallway and to gather in the bathrooms. Um, so keep that in mind. Um, Sylvia, if you want to scroll up just a little bit, So where we are right now is where? We're in the sanctuary, right? So the sanctuary in our building is this area right here, and then down here is the lobby. Um, You see that nice little sign over there that says exit? There is an exit in the front. Not on that side. If you go on that side, you're going to have to go through the baptistry. But we do have an outside exit door up here um, that's locked from the outside. But in an emergency, you want to go to what? The closest exit, right? The closest exit to you. So for most of you, if you're sitting more towards the back, your closest exit going to be that door. You would um, get up. If you're in the back, like two-thirds of the sanctuary, you would get up and go out and go out that door. Um, but if you're in these very front pews, it would actually be closer for you if you're physically able to do stairs to come up the come stairs here on the front and go out through that door and out that door. Um, that would be your quickest exit. For, Sylvia, you want to scroll down. So if you're in the back or if you're in one of these Sabbath school rooms or our, um, that's our kitchen or our dining area as well, or our kitchen here or the bathrooms or mother's rooms, you're going to want to go to your closest exit to there. So if you're in one of these Sabbath school rooms and you come out, your closest exit is going to be that back door where, you come, where most, of, most of us all come in every week. If you're in the kitchen area... There is a door just like that glass door off of the kitchen that goes outside um, to that side of the church. So that's down there. And then we also have, of course, our big double doors that come under the canopy here that you can exit out of. So you just want to come out, be able to come out of whatever room you're in and go to the closest exit to go out. Now, if we had an emergency like a fire or things like that, we have little kids that we need to keep track of. We don't want them to get accidentally hurt or get hit by a car or something like that. So um, in the event of it, that happening during Sabbath school, the Sabbath school teacher would lead their kids out to wherever the nearest exit is. As a parent, if you were in a different part of the church, you would need to go to your nearest exit, and tr- you have to have trust that that, that um, um, teacher is going to, esc- and the safety team is going to get your kids out the closest exit for them. Um, and then we would do a head count to make sure we have everybody. But... Um, as well as a couple safety people would make sure that the church is empty as, as people exit. Um, but you would want to make sure you go to your closest area. We do have some handouts that we're going to give to both parents and to um, our Sabbath school teachers. And we're not doing a fire drill today, but we will do one in the near future, probably when there's no ice or snow. <laughs> so that it's a little easier, and we footing-wise, we don't um, have anybody get hurt. We've done one in the past a couple of different times, and we try to do one once a year at least, to, so that people know where to go and how to get out and those, those things. So we'll be doing a fire drill at some point. So um, it is important to know where to go. And Sylvia is going to bring up our other document here. Go ahead. That's fine, Sylvia. So if we go, are going outside in the event of a fire, we talked about our exits. This is our exit right up here at the front of the sanctuary. So this is an overhead view of the church. There's our big parking lot. And here's the circle drive that comes up under the, the uh, overhang there. If you're going out this front door there is we want the gather area to be right there just basically straight out onto that lawn if you're going out the big double doors here there will be, is a gather area just there's a little patch of lawn right kind of in the circle of the driveway there we would like you to gather there and that would be if you went out this door or this kitchen door here if you come out the kitchen door go over and gather in that area and if you're in the back area in those Sabbath school rooms or in the dining area we would want you to go out and gather on this lawn right out here. Okay, we don't want to gather in the parking lot because if a car is driving through or something like that, we don't want kids to be in danger of being run over. So we want to make sure we're not on drive areas. Um, And once we go out there, then it would be the the safety team would make sure the building is empty, and then we'll come out. Um, There will also be safety members at each of these gather areas. We would make sure we have a head count that everybody's accounted for and then, as long as there is, as long as there's safe, as the church is safe, then we would come back in. But you would want to wait for clearance from the safety team to come back in. Any questions? Yes, Ray. What if somebody went back in to get something? To get something? That's a good question. that's a really good question so let's say you lost something valuable maybe you had your wallet and it had lots of money in it figure out a number that's lots for whoever you are right the lots is different amount to kids versus adults and even different for various adults but let's say you had your wallet and it had lots of money in it and it was sitting in your purse and your purse was on the pew do you think you should run back in and get your wallet he said no. How about I arrest you? Do you agree with him? No, you shouldn't? That's a good, that is a good point. And yes, you would not want to run back in. We don't want to take our personal belongings. Don't worry about those. If there's a fire or some type of emergency, you just need to exit the building. Don't worry about personal property. Don't worry about that stuff. If your kids are with you, you obviously want to make sure they go out. But if they're in a Sabbath school room, their Sabbath school teacher will make sure that they get out. You want to want to get out did you have a question did you have a question your mom said no <laughs> well, I'm okay if you ask your question but if your mom said no I'm not going to overrule your mom um, so can anybody think of some other do's or don'ts don't worry about your personal belongings right what if you're in the back do you want to just ignore what we just talked about and just run up to the front instead of going out the back when we, when we get up to exit, how should, we get, how should we exit? Should we all just run? No, we want to get up in an orderly fashion, right? Even though it's an emergency, we can keep our heads about us. Don't panic. Just like Ray didn't panic when he came up to do special music this morning. Don't panic. Keep your head about you. Walk out in an orderly fashion. Listen to the direction of the safety officers as they are helping you get out and telling you where to gather, right? They'll help remind you if you can't remember. Yes, Vicky. Yes, that is true. So if the the fire happened to break out in the lobby, we wouldn't want to go that way, would we? We'd need to come this way. And if that happened and there was somebody that was disabled, we would need to help them get out. So we might need a couple of strong volunteers to help move somebody. And we might need that in any case anyway. Sometimes we have um, kids uh, or, or adults here who are in wheelchairs or use walkers. Those kind of things are things that we are aware of as a safety team. We take a catalog of that when people come in. Um, So we know that we have them in the building, but it's important to know that and to be able to offer um, some assistance if somebody needs it. Maybe somebody is a little less steady on their feet. They're a little older. They're not quite as steady on their feet. Maybe they just, you know, offer them an arm and walk calmly out with them. Those kind of things are good to be aware of when an emergency happens. Yes, Ray? If somebody was deaf? Yeah. You like, do, do you want me to tell you a secret? Do you know what you know what happens when you go out to go to the bathroom? We're out there and we the safety team they, they know that you went in the bathroom. We watch for that kind of stuff. We're not we're not keeping track of how many times or anything like that but if somebody goes in the bathroom we watch for that so we make sure and and that's part of the reason too that once everybody's out member of the safety team will walk through and make sure nobody got left behind, right? But that's a very good question. You're full of good questions today, man. Anybody else have any other questions? Okay. I just wanted, uh, we like to try and cover this once a year. We have a safety Sabbath and we wanna make sure that people are aware of the layout of our building, kinda where to go for things and things of that nature. And so um, we just appreciate your cooperation. do, uh, who else is, I know a bunch of our safety team is gone this week because some of them are, are away, but who all in here is on the safety team? I see Jeff in the back is on the safety team. John's out in the in the lobby because he's on one of the doors. Dan is out in the lobby because he's on one of the doors. I'm on the safety team. Miss Donna's on the safety team. Bob is on the safe. Bob Gauger's on the safety team. Um, I think, uh, Tim. yes, uh, Tim Stofflet and uh, Jim uh, Mullenbeck, and there's was, there was another female that I'm trying to think of her name, and it's escaping me at the moment. Um, but... Yeah, she, broke her, she fell and broke her collarbone, so she's not on safety team right now. But I'm sorry, who? Melody, yes, thank you, Melody. And Miss Bobby, well. Bobby helps us on the doors as well. So in the event that something happens, those of you who are here regularly know who all those people are. Um we would be giving you directions to go out. Even if we're not on the doors that day, when we have an emergency happen, we will be helping get people out, making sure they're going to the right exits, to the right areas, okay? All right. Let's have a quick word of prayer, and then I'm going to turn it over to Miss Joy so she can continue on. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the fact that you can give us amazing brains that can focus in times of emergency. And that if we're scared or we have um, an emergency situation, even if we're not scared, that we can just take a minute and pray and thank you and ask you for guidance and calmness and wisdom. And um, we just ask that as we have talked about these different safety things this morning, that um, you would help to um, bless each of us and give us the memory that we need to be able to remember those things. Also, that you would help us as parents and um, individuals to have a plan in our own household for when there's a fire, where do we exit, um, or when there's an emergency, where do we go to, where's the safe spot in the house if there's a storm or something of that nature, um, so that we can talk about that with um, those, the rest of those in our household and have a plan to work together. And we praise you and thank you for giving us amazing minds to be able to think and plan. And we ask that you would bless the rest of our service and be with joy as she brings us a message this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. And I forgot one thing. Can I get two deacons real quickly just to um, come up and help me? Who all in here are Sabbath school teachers? Can I get uh, just hold your hands up, and um, Jeff is going to give you one of these if you're a Sabbath school teacher. That's just a little bit of guidance for your class areas. And then um, Dan has a thing for fire drills It's just for parents, um, kind of some guidance for helping kids out just we just gave did one of those per household so for each household just um he'll pass one out pass them down the pew for you guys um those just have some tips on how to talk to kids about fire drills um if you're a sabbath school leader some tips about um different things to do for fire drills as well and um we'll probably have a smaller meeting with just the the safety team and the other leaders in the church of different departments to make sure that we're all on the same page again but um wanted to make sure those got handed out. Thank you.
1: Good morning, church. It's so nice to see you. I'm glad you're here. And I feel badly having to follow Rick because he is so absolutely good at everything he does. But you're going to have to put out with me for a few minutes. And I have an ask of you Um, can you stay for an extra maybe 10 minutes this morning? Because we don't have a lot of time. And what I'm going to do, I'm just going to maybe cut out some of what I was going to talk about because we need, it's very important that we do this safety Sabbath. And it does take time in order to get it done. But I just want to, uh, let you know that how many of us use the internet? We all do, I'm sure, even the kids, right? Well, the internet had just been born or invented. Laurie explained to her mother that you can ask the internet anything and it will give you an answer no matter what it was. Mother then said to her daughter, "Laurie, please ask the internet how my niece Nora is doing." and they'll tell you. You think that's still the case today? I mean, I'm sure it never was, but can you just ask anything and they'll give you an answer for one specific person? No. I know I'm not I'm not totally up with the internet myself, so I just wanted to find out. Right now though, I just want to thank Rick, Dagny, Ray, Derek and Miss Kathy for helping us out at Sabbath school and church this morning will you please bow your heads with me for a moment Heavenly Father we truly do love you we truly do know that despite what we have done here this morning and that we can always trust in you and that you are a, you are a protector and guidance and that in any circumstance we can turn to you And you will give us the strength to do what you expect us to do. And thank you. Amen. Okay. Um, I'm going to shorten this up so I won't be doing everything that I would be doing. So it may seem a little bit jumbled. I just want to remind us, though, that despite everything that's going on in the world, and I think especially here in America, it's like everything is just falling apart. And... um, It scares me, it worries me, but should I be scared? Should I be worried? Should we be scared? Should we be worried? Can you hear me? Because it seems like this has gone off. Miss Bobby, you, you got it on? Oh, okay. So sometimes I get really distressed about the events that's going on in our world today. I know I shouldn't because I firmly believe that when we trust in the Lord, he will do what is best for us. And uh, that's, I'm just going to concentrate on a few stories this morning about trusting in the Lord and him giving us the guidance that we need. You know, and this story is taken, it concentrates on Luke eighteen twenty-seven. 27. The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Luke eighteen twenty seven, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Sometimes God uses miracles to get our attention, to make us sit up and take notice that he is in charge. No matter how we are in charge, God is the ultimate person who is in charge. He is in charge whether we may realize it or not. The following story happened more than a hundred years ago. It may seem incredible, but a stack of sworn documents and statements and legal papers say that it really did happen. The Methodists in the town of Swan Quarter, North Carolina, had no church. They had scraped the money together to build one, and had approached a shrewd and prosperous landowner about building on one of his choice sites in the middle of town. But he had turned them down. The only other site available for a church was in the lowlands, where flooding was a common problem. But they wanted a church building so badly that they went ahead and bought the land and built their little white-framed church on top of brick pilings. On Sunday, September 16th, the little church was dedicated. Three days later, a terrible cyclone blew in, ripping off roofs and drenching the town with heavy rains. The next morning, the rains had stopped, and the residents of the town looked out on total devastation except for the brand-new Methodist Church. The floodwaters had lifted it intact off its brick pilings, and it was floating silently in four feet of water down the street toward the middle of town. Efforts to fasten it with ropes failed against the strong current, and after struggling for some time, Men simply gave up and let it float. At last, the church, still floating, made a sharp right turn as though it had a mind of its own. And then another turn into the middle of the choicest plot of land in the middle of town. The congregation's first choice of property. There the church stopped. And there it is Today. The next morning, the prosperous landowner, who had originally refused to sell his land to the Methodist, visited the Methodist minister. With trembling hands, he presented him the deed to the land. God can do anything. He keeps us, he keeps on trying to show you how special you are. How much he loves you and wants the best for you. But it's up to us to believe. God can do anything. He is a protector. If someone comes into a church here on Sabbath morning with bad intentions, you know, God, I'm certain, can protect us all. We just need to know and believe that he will guide and direct and protect And even though we do all of our our fire drills and every reminder of what we should do in the event of something, God can still protect us. Sometimes it doesn't go the way we want it to go, um, but he knows what he's doing more than any of us. And this one, I do have a sermon, but I think right now I'm just going to present my little stories to you. This one is be strong and of a good courage. Isn't that something that we all need to be doing every single day, all of our lives? Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God with thee is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Joshua 1.9. Before he became president of the United States, General Dwight D. Eisenhower was president of Columbia University. At that time, he uttered these thought-provoking words, America is exactly as strong as the initiative, courage, understanding, and loyalty of the individual citizen. Now see how it appeals to you to change the first and last words of that sentence. Here is how it reads, the church is exactly as strong as the initiative, courage, understanding, and loyalty of the individual member. Is God's command merely to the ministers of our church leaders? No. Is it not also to every member, young and old? Is not God counting on every member to help finish his work on the earth? There are two very important words in that sentence, courage and loyalty. Does not God still speak to every member of the church? Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage? Soldiers on the battlefield need courage every day. One young soldier back from service tried to get out of telling his harrowing experiences by saying that nothing ever happened to him. But the woman who was questioning him was persistent. She said, something must have happened. Now tell me, in all your experiences... Which was it that struck you the most? Well, ma'am, said the soldier after some thought, the thing that struck me the most was the number of bullets that missed me. It takes courage to face bullets, even if all of them miss you. And it takes courage to be a good soldier for Jesus. The second word in the sentence that especially impressed me was the word loyalty. And that is the idea that Moffat uses in 2 Timothy 2 and 3. Join the ranks of those who bear suffering like a loyal soldier of Christ. God spoke to Joshua in his day, urging him to be strong and of a good courage. And he also speaks to us today. Be strong, courageous, and loyal. Strong, courageous, loyal soldiers of Jesus will go on God's errands and they keep going straight ahead. Let us remember that every time we do these drills, God is in the midst. We need to do and understand everything that goes on. And uh, But I'm just going to do one more of those stories and then I'll leave my sermon for another time and uh, let us remember to be helpful to each other in these events. Um, the one thing that worries me, though, about the days in which we live, and it is, I want to ask you a question. Do the last days scare you? I think we all aware that we are almost at that time when Jesus is ready to return. We want to be alive when He comes. We want to make sure that we do our drills and that we help each other to get out of circumstances that maybe one of us is not able to. But do we or are we afraid of what's happening in the world today? Are we trusting God more? because of the circumstances that we see and hear about. It's like every single day there seems to be torture somewhere in the world. And here in this country in which we live is no exception. There are bullets flying everywhere. There's all kinds of nasty things going on. And it reminds me that God is coming soon. I personally think he's just around the corner. But I want us to remember that we need to be courageous. We need to be faithful to the Lord. We need to walk in his steps all the time. And I'm just going to read this last little snippet here. That And it comes from Matthew 28, verse 20. And surely I will be with you always to the very end of the age. Matthew 28. Verse 20, sometimes the events of the last days on earth scare me, and it really does. I don't want to hear about being persecuted and chased and frightened. That's the way one of my teachers used to put it to to us. He always put emphasis on how utterly horrible the experience was going to be and i grew so afraid that i could hardly concentrate on the daily tasks i had to do somewhere lurking in the future was that awful experience i dreaded it and then i talked to my dad he said that god would love those people who are not spiritually strong enough to make it through the time of trouble to die first. And for those still alive, it was going to be rather frightening. But not only for us, it will be frightening time for those who are chasing us too. No one is going to enjoy it. But for those on God's side, the fear that we are not right with God will be greater than the fear of pain, or death. We will wonder if we have confessed every sin, if we were faithful witnesses for God, if we had learned to love him enough to trust him. These are the things we will fear. Will we be ready when these times come? It won't take long for us to know whether or not God is with us, After a while, we'll notice that though we are being pursued, the enemy cannot find us. Though there may be shooting at us, their bullets will be deflecting off of something invisible. We are told that just before Jesus comes, he will not allow any believer to be put to death because it would not serve any purpose in helping someone else make his or her decision for God. By then, it will be too late. So death will not be what we will fear. We will fear that we have not known God and loved him as well as we could have. We can do something to keep from being too fearful then, can we? We can start today by being in constant communion with God. Whisper a prayer as you go between classes and church and work, wherever or whatever we are doing. Let us be constantly praying because God is our protector. He's our guide. Fill up your data bank and you will feel at peace. And I think we are talking here about fill up our hearts, our souls, with God's word. And we will be at peace. And then don't forget to trust Jesus. He promises that he will give us the strength we need when we need it. He promised, and God never breaks a promise. And I just want to reinforce that the verse that says, and surely I will be with you, a verse taken from Matthew 28, verse 20. And surely I will be with you always to the very end of the age. So do we need to be fearful in our daily lives? I have to be truthful that there are times I am. But I have to remember to keep trusting in God Because he is definitely the one who protects us. He is the one who guides us, tells us what to do, when to do it. We just need to listen to what God is telling us. So I'm going to leave this here because I see we are running out of time. And I want to thank Rick again for doing such a wonderful job with the safety Sabbath. I couldn't do it. So he does a great job with it. So We are going to sing a closing song, which is number 99.